0: That was your daily dose of the three pm news here on TuneFM at one hundred six point nine, and we are lucky enough to be joined in the studio by a very special guest, UNE's very own Brent Gregory. Brent Gregory is a, is a chartered accountant with extensive experience in business management and growth. Prior to entering academia, his key area of research related to the attributes of a successful business, and in particular the key success factors for opera, own operated businesses. Excuse me. As a result, he has devoted much of his professional career to guiding business on how to operate their businesses to better achieve their own goals, and he has also served on numerous regional development and community organizations. UNE is very, very lucky to be having him as a lecturer. Uh, thank you, uh, Brent, for joining us in the studio. Uh,
1: thank you very much, Ben. You've done a little bit of research. Yes,
0: yes, very much so. Um, how are you?
1: I'm, I'm pretty well today, and as we we're just chatting, it's quite nice to be in air conditioning. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Very, very wonderful to be up here in a v- place that doesn't feel like it's currently yeah. on fire. So um, you, uh, Brent, recently, I say recently, 2015, won a Acelite Innovation and Excellence Award for the University of New England's Instant Feedback Accounting Practice Set. Yep. So I guess for listeners... Well,
1: th- so I won that, and then last year, which is probably more recent, I also won the Ascolite Award again for on-demand assessments. Yes, you've got ahead
0: of me there. No, that's yeah. all right, that's fine. Yep. So, um, well, I,
1: I can go back to that other no, one. No, I was here. just going
0: to say, so for our listeners, maybe just explain a little bit what exactly is the Instant Feedback Accounting Practice Set? Um,
1: that probably something pretty early in this... Uh, process and as you identified before uh, my background is about in really improving human performance to achieve their goals so that when looking at what goals would students want to achieve in uh, in studying accounting so how can I help them learn that and a, a big part of that was that people wanted feedback now how that come about I thought I gave great great feedback and really quick feedback working through uh, my unit but sitting and chatting to students at the end of the year, they said they were not happy with how quick the feedback came. And I said, well, I just, you know, as soon as uh, things close, I get it back. How could I do it quick quicker? And the response was, well, if we got the feedback when we entered the data, that would be pretty good. Um, so that got me thinking. I didn't think that was possible, but that got me thinking. So I designed the processes that people needed to do. Yes. And then we put that in a spreadsheet because in accounting, it's important people learn how to put spreadsheets. And it become pretty basic there. If people got an entry right, the cell turned green, and then the their percentage completion and a whole other number of scores changed. So there's about a 1,000 entries they need to make to work through the process of preparing a set of financial statements and so that's what the instant feedback practice set was.
0: Okay, that's fascinating and obviously it was um, very well received by the university and uh, generally given that um, you receive an award for it. Yeah, so, and,
1: and mostly students, that's yeah. the
0: thing, yeah. And, and I can imagine it would be exceptionally beneficial for students yeah. studying um, accounting units and business units yeah. in general. So um, just before we talk a little bit about the award that you won last yeah. year, um, you obviously have a fair bit to do with online assessments. Um, obviously as a lecturer. So what, for you, what are the main differences between online and traditional assessments?
1: Um, Well, I can speak about accounting and accounting's really suited to online assessments and it may be different for other things because it's highly mathematical. Mm. So we can put things in and a great number of things could be marked right if you did it online so people do it and you can get that instant feedback now that would be much harder to do in history so accounting is something that's really uh, suited to do in something that's computer-based and if it's computer-based that m- might as well be online mm. um, so the, the thing that online has really enabled us to do is give instant feedback to students
0: and that's fair enough. I'm just trying to imagine that working with a history exam. I don't think it would. I don't think it would go too well. Um, so, what I guess compared to traditional assessments, what are some of the challenges that you face when designing online specific assessments? Well,
1: there's uh, we don't find them challenges anymore. Because, that's good. Um, again, they are all, they're more authentic an online mm. assessment because um, if students, were, say, working in an accounting practice, they'd be working on a computer. So if you're doing that uh, online, that's very much like what you'd be doing if you were out working in a business. So in a sense, they're more authentic. Um, they're harder, that, it's more complex, I guess, to design journal entries and general ledgers and financial statements uh, on- online, but we've learned how to do that. Um, so they're harder to set up than paper-based exams, or well, than pa- paper-based assessments. Um, but they're generally much quicker to mark. Uh, They're easier to get the marks for all different things and compare them so you can find if there's a general weakness among students so that you can then go back and change the way you teach.
0: Yeah, and that's fair enough too. I think um, it brings a lot of different, I guess, um, methods to the table when it comes to teaching and um, assessing students' learning.
1: Uh, one, One other really big change at UNE... Has been the online exams Mm. so they've really opened up our options the online exams yes I should think so uh, because now we don't have to wait till the exam period and that's part of what we'll get to next is uh, when a student's ready to do the exam they can do the exam Mm. Um, mmm
0: that would certainly I guess that would work a lot better for several for many many students to be able to I guess, study a unit in that particular way. So um, moving uh, just on just a little bit, um, because you are obviously a lecturer here at UNE, you teach um, accounting units, um, I guess AFM 101 specifically and AFM 217, I believe.
1: Uh, Yeah, 217 and AFM 406. And 406, sweet.
0: So what do you find so fascinating about teaching accounting to students?
1: Um, uh, Applying my accounting skills to the teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also... become a lot more important human performance. Uh, it, it's weird being an accountant as you identified before. Uh, most of my career was spent improving the performance of business or improving the returns to owners. And it's a similar issue I've got uh, with students. It's a bit like their own little business. What What's their return? Uh, it's about they want to improve their understanding of accounting or get marks. Um, you know, they're both very valid things and we, we hope we align those. So I'm I'm really intrigued to understand what motivates people, uh, how they learn, how we make it easier for people to get accounting skills more effectively. And you know, being an accountant, there's plenty of uh, data we can get out to analyse what's working and what's not. Um, and and that's also a good demonstration effect for students that you know we're accountants, we should be using our accounting skills in our teaching.
0: Yeah, and I think obviously there'd be. It'll be interesting for people to listen because obviously I guess I am someone that's been in business for as long as you have, making a switch to then teaching at a university would be a rather, it'll be a fairly significant change I guess in terms of what you were doing compared to what you were doing now. If we look at the university as a whole, what do you enjoy about teaching at UNE?
1: Um, well, I guess as I've got to understand, uh, the the probably the way I've... Uh, it's developed over time as a lot more understanding of the students I'm working with. Um, I was delusional, effectively, about students when I came to academia. You were right. It's, it's very much different life in business mm. than it is in a university. And um, so it's it's been fantastic to understand how people think and how they learn. Um, that, that's where a lot of my growth has come from. Um, and, you know, taking to something I was, you know, I thought students were like I was and my peers when I was a student. And all we had to do when I was a student, I was a full-time student. Um, we didn't have to have a job, you know. Life was much different then. Yes, of Than course. what it is for students now. And students really have um, competing benefits and they need to find out how to fit their their study uh, into their life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... I think that's a very I think that's a fair summarization. Um, moving back into um Ascolite obviously your 2018 um, uh, or 2019 I you keep I keep forgetting yeah. we're, in oh, no, we're in the new year. In the new year 2019. We, yep, we yeah. are in the new year so it is 2020 now. So your award that you received last year what exactly was that for? What did that entail?
1: Um, that was for on-demand assessment yes. supported by a progression pipeline.
0: And again for so, listeners that maybe are a little bit in the dark as to what that is, what exactly does that is That is probably everyone, really. Yes, so, I suspect so. So
1: again probably we take that Um, back a step, well I probably don't want to spend too long on it, so um, on-demand assessment means a student can do there's a number of assessments throughout the unit, they can do the assessment whenever they're ready to do that assessment. Now they need to however Produce do certain things before an assessment will open. So that's part of that. We need to make sure they're ready for an assessment before they do the assessment. So that's the on-demand assessment. The regression pipeline is, uh, we also know where every student is up to in the unit. So if a student is getting behind budget, to use accounting terminology, we need to get in contact with them straight away, find out what the problem is, if there's anything we can do to help them get back on track. So that's a rather simplistic view of what it is, but students can do their accessible tasks whenever they wish. And if they get ahead, we think that's fantastic. But if they get behind um, what the budget we've set, we, we, then we need to talk to them. Yeah, fair enough. What we can do.
0: I think that, um, do you think that that would, that on-demand learning would come in handy, especially moving in to this year and beyond, now that the university has uh, adapted a block teaching um, period for some units, as opposed to trimesters?
1: Well I, I think it'll really, um, for, and gathering the interest I've got from people in other universities, um, it, it probably is in, in some areas, I wouldn't say all areas, but it is a thing of the future uh, yeah. as the way we'll move to, um, it, it, and it's a challenge between giving students some level of flexibility, um, but when students are early in their studying, too much flexibility in fact slows students down because uh, you've got to make choices. A- and if a thing I've found out about talking to students, uh, a lot of students might have blocks of 30 minutes or an hour to come on. They can't spend 15 of that 30 minutes working out what they need to do. So w- we've we've spent more time in that pipeline we talked about, the progression pipeline, is almost been a bit prescriptive about this is what you should do. So there's some things we really think students should do and then there's other courses they could go, other uh, paths they could take. Um, so we have been in some ways become a bit prescriptive of saying this is what you'd get next benefit from, almost this is your next crucial action. So if you're studying, you come on, you've got 30 minutes, you can use that 30 minutes full on for making progress.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so I guess again, just moving on a little bit, um, back to your involvement with um, Astle- uh, Ascalight. Excuse me, sorry. Um, what exactly is that organisation, and or what exactly do they do in relation to, I guess, everyday? Yeah, so life?
1: it's been actually been a, a long-standing organisation, which is becoming probably more into its own. Um, it's the, uh, stands for the Australian Society for Computers in um, higher education or tertiary education so it's 30 year old organization mm. or maybe even more but that uh, technology has become far more significant in recent years and so um, it, it's looking at how we can use technology to improve the learning experience that's what their their focus on um, the where i was presented the award was singapore but interest Interestingly enough, the conference is going to be at UNE next wow. year. So that's um, you know, we'll bring a bit more focus at UNE. That's definitely th- something. Yeah. To so th- to. well, and then and, and you know, there's things we want to do is also see what we can do, especially for students, while it's here. There's a whole host of capacities that that could open up.
0: And I guess, um, obviously, as we move into a digital age, obviously, the 21st century has seen an explosion in relation to technological improvements, both in society and in teaching, whether that be primary, secondary, or tertiary teaching. Do you think that um, the rise of computing in classrooms, be they schools, um, colleges, or universities, has been a successful and beneficial thing for, I guess, the students of this generation?
1: Well, it's clearly been beneficial, but there's challenges Mm. as well. Um, now this all probably seem a bit weird because we've been talking about technology here but one thing I also encourage my own students to do is a lot of work with a pen and paper. Um, uh, because I think you th- you think differently when you're working with a pen and paper. You can learn things with a pen and paper that you won't learn just working on a computer. So there is some activities that we set up for students. We say we want you to download this and we want you to do it with pen and paper. Um, so computers have a, a lot going for them but we need to focus on the teaching first and see how we can use technology to support our teaching I don't think we should go to technology first and see what it can do for our teaching I yes think we should start for teaching and then work back and we also need to appreciate that it's not the solution for everything um, you know, it's a valuable tool, has a lot of great solutions, but it's not the solution for everything.
0: No, understandable. And I think that's a, I think that's a fair way mm-hmm. of putting it. Obviously, there's a lot of, I guess, not necessarily um, fear, but a lot of unease and, I guess, a bit of apprehension by a lot of people that maybe aren't used to technology. Because in the last 10, 15 years, it's really gone, I guess, it's exploded a lot more than a lot of people would have predicted in the uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So I think um, as obviously it does enter more and more into our l- learning and teaching abilities, I think that obviously the on demand um, learning and the instant feedback will be hugely beneficial for students. Um, have you, I guess, obviously because you are a lecturer here at UNE, have you received positive feedback around those programs from students you've been teaching?
1: Oh, a, a lot. Mm. Um, but C- clearly we've still got a fair way to go of course and you know initially I thought the instant feedback um, practice set was going to be the solution and while that was brilliant for a certain group of students there was still a large cohort of students that were not engaging with it so that's you know, part of the problems I had and part of why we've you know our, our students at UNE are very diverse so what works for some students Will not work for others. So we need to keep, look, right, so some things will work well and you'll get lots of positive feedback, but it may not be the solution for everyone.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, again, I think that's very well said. Um, so I guess uh, moving on to, I guess, our final question, because we've obviously had a, a wonderful chat about yeah. um, your innovations in relation to the learning experience. And I guess um, we've got a lot to look forward to now. The uh, conference coming to UNE, whenabouts next year? Is that, oh, December. Sorry? December year. of 2021. Yeah, Cool.
1: Out of 2020. Sorry, right, this, so year. this year. Sorry, this year, this, year yeah. I'm it's doing the same as you. Isn't it? It's yeah, confusing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you sorry. So yes, okay. So this December they will be in UNE. That's cool. That will yeah. certainly be um, something to keep an eye on for, I guess, people who are interested in that side of, I guess, learning. Well, pro- to learn probably a lot it. of
1: students in in has an opportunity for them to engage in. Uh, a, a large conference here at UNE. And yeah, I, uh, yeah.
0: I think it's I think it's a tremendous thing. Mm. So I guess my final question is: as an accountant um, lecturer yourself, obviously you, those three accounting units that you teach, do you think that um, students need to be scared of doing their own taxes?
1: Um, well, it's interesting. I don't do my own taxes. Okay, right <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I No, I don't think they do. I think I think you'll get to learn a lot uh, by doing your taxes when you're starting out, but. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to have professional help no of course um, and and you know, there's a fair bit involved in um, taxation but i think if i was a student i'd be wanting to do or especially a business student yes i'd be wanting to do my own taxes to start with yeah but once you go in the work workforce you may then change you may have someone else who's up to date with the law
0: I must admit, because I um, I personally did my own taxes last year, and everybody told me they were so difficult and so complex, I found it so easy, I was then frightened that I'd done something wrong, which (laughs) was rather an interesting experience, but Mm -hmm. no, I'd certainly encourage a lot of people to do it like you said, especially, I guess, if you are studying accounting or business, it's a good way of getting a bit of experience in that field absolutely so um brent thank you so much for joining us in the studio um i guess all of our listeners uh will be grateful to hear i guess your side of things in relation to the things you've brought to UNE's table and we certainly look forward to seeing uh what else you can uh do in the upcoming years to improve UNE's learning and teaching methods
1: thank you very much ben i've greatly appreciated the opportunity to come here and chat and i do have some pretty exciting things that Uh, um, coming up in the future, so I look forward to them as well.
0: Well, that's certainly exciting for us. We look forward to seeing what they are, and um, you are most welcome. Thank you again for coming in the studio. Um, That has been Brent Gregory. You are listening to Tune FM on 106.9, and we're going to play Brent out with the Beatles' famous song Taxman here on UNE, (laughs) Tune FM's student-powered radio.